Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Are we live now? It says we're live now. I think we are. <laughs> Anybody there? We there are definitely people some there. people there. Oh. Hey, everybody. It's Joshua Fields Milburn. And I am Ryan Nicodemus. And together we are the minimalists. And look how professional we look with our fancy microphones. I feel like a, a baseball broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> we are live in Montreal, Canada. We are. And if you hear funny noises right above us right now, they're testing some microphones up on the stage. We're in the basement of the venue here in Montreal in the middle of the Less Is Now tour. And I think this is city number 25 or 26, somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, we're doing uh, 40 to 45 cities this year, lessisnow.com. But what we're doing right now is answering questions exclusively for our Patreon supporters. So first yes. off, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I just want to warn you beforehand, Ryan, Ryan and I have had, and podcast Sean is behind the, uh, the computer here. Not sure what he's doing. He's just <laughs> lurking. No, he's he's doing all the uh, everything uh, on the technical side of things uh, to help us out with uh, this. If we have any issues with the live stream, don't worry. We will still answer the questions like normal, and we will put this out as an audio only private podcast only for our p- Patreon supporters. So thank you so much for being a supporter. You're helping us. Yeah, so far so good. Hello, Chris from Melbourne. And uh, we have some really, really exciting news today. But first, if you want to interact with each other over here, or maybe over here, depending on how this looks on your screen, uh, you can interact with other Patreon supporters. We're not going to be looking at questions over there. We had everyone submit their questions on Patreon via the email that we sent out last week. And so we're going to be answering some of the most popular questions from that stream. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get around to all of them because there are probably dozens of questions at this point. But we just want to say thank you for supporting us. You're helping us build this film and podcast studio, and it means a lot. None of the money goes to me. None of the money goes to Ryan. We're here to, uh, we're here to help out. Yeah. All yeah, right, so uh, we just had someone from Ottawa say hello. No, we, we had a blast in Ottawa last night. Just a heads up. I can't read All the right. name. Can so I put some tape here? <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> All right. All right, we have some questions here. Uh, this first one here is from Tina. Tina says, Josh, I feel you on the Catholic guilt thing. <laughs> we have a board that we mark our kids' height on their birthday. Uh, do you remember that? Like we'd be in, you, You'd uh, go off to school and like there'd be like a notch on the door or whatever. Uh, mom, yeah, mom, like, mom would use like a knife and like <laughs> and notch it in. <laughs> yes, it's great, man. Yeah, my dad I'm did all a, these cuts on the top of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad did like a, a a pen on like the uh, like a doorway. There's like one specific doorway where I was. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and yep. and I mean it's a pretty common thing. I don't know what that has to do with Catholic guilt, but maybe there's a a plot twist here in her mm-hmm. question. And she said, we marked our daughter's 12th birthday, and she's as tall as me. I felt a strong pain of guilt looking back at all the other marks of years that I was too, quote, busy with, uh, with work or keeping the house clean or completing as many tasks as possible. I know now that my priorities were in the wrong place. I lacked balance, intentionality, perspective, and focus. You guys have helped me so much. Every time I, I hear a podcast, I feel more inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I won't keep praising ourselves by reading the rest of that. But she's basically saying, I would love you here to talk more about guilt. And thank you again for waking me up 
uh, to see what's really important in my life. Okay, so so let's talk about guilt. I think guilt can be a useful emotion. Sure. I think most of the time, though, we, we probably yeah. use it in a way that is not useful. It's not helpful. Yeah, I think it's like any other emotion where uh, if you... Uh, stew in it if you ruminate in it too much then it becomes not useful yes so it's uh, i think it's i think guilt is very important when it comes to learning lessons and when it comes to um respecting others uh whether it's you know a, a partner or whether it's a child or a friend if you do something to hurt their feelings or uh to um hurt them in any way then yeah, I think I think that guilt is telling you something. That guilt is telling you like, hey, you should probably act mm-hmm. differently moving forward. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that again. But you know, once you feel that initial guilt and you and you course correct, I don't think I don't I don't th- I don't think uh, past that guilt is useful anymore. What do you yeah. think? I, I exactly. So maybe the question to ask is, what is this guilt telling me? Right. And so. If you're feeling guilt about the past, what what that guilt is telling you is I shouldn't continue these behaviors in the future. And once you change those behaviors, then Tina, I think you can give yourself permission to let go. Let's move on to Erin here. She says, thank you, Josh Ryan, for your openness and honesty. I love to listen to you during... Uh, my morning run. You have been a great inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, with upcoming move to Queensland. Oh, we're moving somewhere. We are. You'll find out about that in a moment. Uh, she says she's moving to Queensland, Australia from Melbourne. That's what I've been, t- I've been told. Melbourne. Oh, it's Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Oh, the R's aren't R's. They're like A's <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a perfect opportunity to downsize the 20 years worth of stuff we have accumulated while living in one place. Our decision to move is to simplify our lives and enjoy more time with our children, 14 and 11. So minimalism is a perfect fit. I agree with you. It's an important fit for you with uh, some teenage or soon-to-be teenage kids. But I seem to be struggling with information. I'm an information hoarder. There, I said it. Ooh, and so so that's something important. Like admitting something. If you feel like you have a problem, quite often I think we're uh, the, the other side of, of guilt is shame, and and so the uh, we feel ashamed to admit this thing that is bothering us. But once we call it out, we realize the monster often isn't as big as we thought it was. Right. right? Yeah. And so she says, when I see something online or in a book or a magazine. I download it or I take a photo of it. Ninety percent of that stuff I never go back to or can't oh, find it. Oh man, that is that like mm. stresses me out just thinking about it. Yeah, uh, while this isn't lying, while this isn't lying all over the house for me to look at, I can't find the stuff when I really want it. Okay, so so let's talk about this, Aaron. I, I'll tell you what I do, and I I don't think digital clutter is as problematic as physical clutter because you can organize it in a way that you never have to see it again, and you can always have access to it as long as you organize organize it appropriately. And so if I take a photo of something uh, that I want to store on a hard drive, like I, and I would encourage you to have some sort of hard drive or backup system for, for these things that you want to hold on to. Now, hoarding is a little bit different, but let's talk about the things you want to hold on to for whatever reason. I think I think what Aaron can, Aaron can do, Ryan, is, is employ uh, the strategy that I use, which is you take a photo of something, and if, say, it's me, you, and Sean in the photo, I, I will say... Uh, Josh, Ryan, Sean, and then I will have the month in there, uh, August or I guess September now, September 2017 in the photo. And so I can know that I can search for those terms on that hard drive and I can find 
any of those photos that I want to find. Yeah. And I think if you do that, you'll realize, A, you're not going to hold on to as much of the stuff because you don't have to do that for every little tiny thing that you're hoarding. But B, you will you will have access to it. But here, here's the cool thing. Once you have access to it, you'll probably never go back to it ever again. That, that photo of me, Ryan, and Sean, like I'm not going to go back and look at it and reminisce. But I know if I ever do need it for something, it is cataloged correctly so I can go back to it. I can find it. And then I can let go of that that twinge of, of guilt or shame that I feel about hoarding because there's an infinite amount of virtually or, or functionally infinite amount of space of uh, out there for your photos or, or whatever you're, you're, sure. you're hoarding online. You don't have to worry about that being out there. It's like you're never going to get to the end of the internet. Yeah, yeah. I totally disagree with you, man. Yeah? <laughs> I think, Aaron, you should delete that shit. Uh, at the end of the day, like if you are going to hoard a bunch of links and articles, I mean, it's like... Um, it's like it's like buying a Kindle with a hundred thousand books on it, mm. and you're not going to read them. Yep. And having them sit there, that's going to cause you. Uh, for, well, for me, it would cause me more stress because I used to do this. I would, you know, like I uh, would like save a link on Facebook, which by the way, I don't have Facebook anymore. Hey, how do you know someone dropped their Facebook account? Don't worry, he'll tell you. <laughs> but I did this when I had Facebook, and I remember even before I deleted, I was like, oh yeah, there's all those links, and I'm like, what the hell am I? I'm not going to let this stop me from uh, from getting rid of this thing that is, is is truly a net negative, my personal Facebook account. Um, and, and you know what? There, I actually went through and I read two or three of the articles out of like the hundred that I saved. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, man, I felt so much better when I got rid of them. Yeah. So so what what I do now is I don't bookmark stuff. Um, what, I, uh, what I will do is I'll um, open up a, like a tab or um, something that if I, if I want to read it later, if I don't read it within like that next 24 hours, then chances are I'm probably not going to read it. So then I'll close out that tab. I'll close out that new window and uh, I will let it go. And if there's, if there's a certain topic that I want to find, I know I'm going to be able to use the resources, use the access that we have right now to search for that and find it later. Plus, if, I, if I'm saving an article, let's say it's a, an article from the Bureau uh, of, of Labor Statistics that's from 2013 that I'm going to read one day and it's still sitting there. Now it's 2017. Chances are that information is outdated anyway. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, I do agree. I think we do have this, you know, beautiful cloud. Is it, is it in the sky? Yes. Yeah. That, that, will, that will hold on to our, our uh, pictures of our childhood, pictures of maybe some sentimental items that we have. And I think those things are important to hold on to. And the picture of me, Josh, and Sean, um, I actually will go back and like yeah. go through all my pictures and look at them every once in a while. Uh, especially if I'm like trying to reminisce with someone or uh, if I'm just bored and I, and, and I feel like uh, feel, feeling a little nostalgic or something. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think there, there's an appropriate way to store stuff. And, and we do have this, you know, endless ability to store things digitally. But the information itself specifically that you talk that you're talking about, it's going to be outdated after many, many years. So there's going back to it and reading it would be pointless anyway. And you could probably search for those terms and, and find it no matter you know, no matter when it is. Yeah, I, to- I in fact, I, we, we totally agree on this. So what I'm saying is if there's a photo of something that you have and you want to hold on to it, uh, there's a way for you to store it and never have to worry about it again. Uh, in terms of things that you want to read someday in a hypothetical future that's a, in a, a saved folder or something, get rid of that shit. Yeah, even like Josh will send me a podcast and maybe I don't have time to like listen to that podcast. Um, I don't take that link and then send it to myself and then, you know, save that in a folder somewhere. Like, oh, one day I'm going to get to these podcasts. I'm going to get to these links. But what I will do, and I have done this with Josh, where, you know, it'll be months later. I'm like, 
you remember you sent me that podcast a while ago? Who, what was the name of that guy? And Josh would be like, oh, yeah, that was so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And then I will, you know, go and look it up. But you I, can go find it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, that's the nice thing is what you're saying is all the stuff you want access to, you don't have to hoard it. You still have access to it. And yeah. the things you don't have access to, I guess that those are the things I'm saying hold on to. Like, yeah. We have a bunch of different press photos from Adam of course, or, yes. or, or <laughs> Weaver or whomever. Yeah. And like, or pictures of like sentimental stuff that we got rid of that we, yeah. That we have. Yeah. Or the scanning party stuff, right? Yeah. You pick the best photos and you store them. And I don't go back and look at them very frequently, but I know sort of in the, in the back of my mind that I have access to these things. And that way, I feel much better about the uh, 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 about the need to not hoard everything. I, I have it. I don't have to have the physical copy of it, and I can let it go. Yeah. Let's do one more question before we talk about where we are moving and why. All right. Let's see what they're saying here. This one has a couple likes on it. Um, what <laughs> tips do you have regarding willpower, specifically related to health? I find mm. it difficult to have the willpower to eat healthfully and exercise when the easy thing to do is the opposite ma'am going with the flow certainly is easy and going with every one of our impulses that is that is certainly the the easier thing to do i mean for me um if i could give you one piece of advice i mean i could sit here and ramble on about what i do but i would say go find an accountability partner so whether it's food or whether it's exercise pick one of those i guess that's a second piece of advice yeah pick one to start working on and then find an accountability accountability partner that you can get with that can help you uh, uh, keep eating healthy or uh, that, that can meet you and, and, and hold you accountable to uh, going and exercising. I got to say, man, if it wasn't for Mariah, mm. like I think I'd be skipping out on the gym a lot more than mm. what I do already. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's not and, – and we help each other because some mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, honey, I don't really feel like going to the gym. And she's like, come on. Like it's only going to take 45 minutes. It's an easy, it's an easy, you know, arm day. Let's just go there, knock it out. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. Like she'll get up, and be like, oh, I don't really feel like going. I'm like, come on, we need to go. It'll be fun. And you know, we encourage each other. We don't make each other feel bad or anything. But there is that sense of accountability and and, and the encouragement from uh, from her and I that will keep us going. I mean, when I'm in Missoula, man, I'm going five days a week. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And, we, and we're going for 45 minutes to an hour a day, and uh, we usually get there around 8:30. And uh, it really helps us start a day off. And I'll tell you what, I never ever come home and regret like not going to. So right. uh, find an account. Pick pick one thing you want to work on and find an accountability partner. What were yeah, you gonna say? There, there definitely there's never been a time where I'm like, I really wish I wouldn't have gone to the gym. Yesterday. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I've come home and thought, man, that was a really like weak workout. But I'll yeah. tell you what, a, a half-ass workout is going to be much better than no workout. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I'll, I'll beat myself up a little bit and say, I'm going to do better tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I did this today, but I'm going to make sure I do better. Or I might say, you know what, that was weak. I'm going to go back tonight. And and the thing I'll say is. You can't, you can't motivate someone. Motivation's internal. So, like you, you, what you're saying is you have a problem with internal motivation at this point, right? And, and so, what you can do is find other folks to help, whether it's an accountability partner or someone online who will inspire you. Uh, I see there, there's this guy who has a podcast named Jocko Willink. I'm sure some of you have heard of him. He's like this former Navy SEAL. He's awesome. If you follow his Twitter account or his uh, Instagram account at Jocko Willink. And uh, we'll put a link to that in the the podcast notes, I think. Um, Every morning at 4.34 in the morning, he wakes up, takes a picture of his watch, and then an hour later takes a picture of, like, the aftermath of his gym, his home gym and his garage. And it's just a pile of sweat everywhere. (laughs) I mean, so at 4.34, like... 
I feel lazy because I see him and I'm like, even though I'm exercising every day, I'm going to the gym early, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing these things. It, it really helps me realize, okay, that I can always do better. And, and I'm not going to compare myself to him. I'm comparing myself to myself. I can do better than what I did yesterday. Yeah. A- and uh, I think that's going to help. That external inspiration will help you motivate yourself in the long term. The other thing that helps me out is having some sort of parameters. Like, for example, I'm doing the ketogenic diet right now. And um, it's actually surprisingly easy. You've been doing it while we're on the road just because you're, you're being supportive right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... Uh, it's it's harder than going to Mickey D's and eating junk food because yeah. that, that's easy. Right. But but it's surprisingly easy. It's actually it's surprisingly simple. Okay. It it's maybe not always easy because we have to like go out of our way to go to maybe go to a Whole Foods and and track our macro uh, macronutrient ratio. Or like you're at a restaurant and you're like, okay, I want to get this. But I don't want to get this. I want to get like some elements of this, <laughs> right? And you kind of make it more difficult. For, but you know, it's 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 not that bad. No, it, it is, and the nice thing is, I always feel great about it after the fact. I'm gra- I'm glad I ate that way yesterday. I'm glad. Like last night, I remember specifically, we finished the show in Ottawa, and like I had, I've been doing keto for over two weeks now. And I remember, like, oh my goodness, like yesterday, I'm, I'm glad I ate like this today. There was a point where I was tempted. I'm like. I'll just have one huge thing of carbohydrates, and <laughs> they just sell one thing of carbohydrates in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have one unit of carbohydrates, please. Um, but no, I I found that uh, that afterward I was so happy that I implemented the discipline. So the other thing that Jocko talks about is discipline equals freedom, and so if you want to experience real freedom, it's about being disciplined. I think start with the food and then move on to the exercise. If you're going to do anything with the exercise first, do something that's easy or something that you like or ideally both. I really enjoy walking, and so quite often when I'm home, you'll see that I walk 10 plus miles a day because uh, it's it's relatively simple for me, and I find that it is um, it's, it's, it's something I enjoy. I can also multitask. I can listen to podcasts. I can make phone calls and still walk fairly briskly. There are other things that you might enjoy. Maybe it's basketball. Maybe it's skiing. Maybe it is surfing. You know, it really depends on on what you enjoy doing. And if you can do something that you enjoy, you'll be more likely to do it more frequently. Yeah, I'll say too, find some leverage. Like you've really got to get clear on why you want to change that habit. So for diet, like write down everything that you're going to get out of it. Uh, you are going to lose weight. You're going to be healthier. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better, so forth and so on. And every time you want to like reach for that donut, then pull that list out and remind yourself as to why you don't want that donut. Mm. Also, list the negative effects. If you eat that donut, it's going to uh, it's, it's going to hurt your health. It's it's going to um, make you fatter. I mean, when, when I was when I was um, trying to get my workout routine going, this is exactly what I did. And one of the reasons is I was like, I don't want to be this fat. I want to go and I want to work out and lose some weight. So uh, whatever it takes for you, whatever leverage you have, write that down and get clear on why you want to uh, change that habit. That will certainly help. It's not like a you know magic bullet answer, but I'll tell you, it will certainly at least uh, challenge you uh, to uh, to do the right thing. Now, speaking of Jocko, yeah, if you have, I don't know if he's on uh, if he's on Spotify or not, but I know he's on iTunes. Or is it iMusic? What are they calling it these days? Apple Apple Music. Apple Music. Yeah. Um, but if you have like a if you have Apple Music, 
you can stream. He has these CDs, these motivational CDs that are great. And he's got like this really deep, gruff voice. <laughs> and he and he just is a It great, almost sounds like a parody. It really right? does. Yeah, it re- like when I when Josh it's called, it's called psychological when warfare. You, when you yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's an album called Psychological Warfare and it's basically him encouraging you to eat healthy, to work out, to get up in the morning when you want to get up. And it is it is every little thing that you can do, the list. Uh, accountability partner, um, uh, listening to psychological warfare, the more leverage you can get, the more of a chance you have of, of actually changing that habit and making it stick. I remember like, yeah, when you first showed that to me, dude, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a parody. Like, yeah. I thought he was like, there's no way that's his voice, but yeah, it, it really is. And the dude is awesome. He really is. And he, he, uh, he has a really solid podcast too, although a lot of it's about war. And I, I, I listen to his Q and a episodes in particular, uh, the war episodes, I don't necessarily have the stomach for, um, mm. uh, which is weird, like to say. But as I get older, like it's just that that stuff is less appealing to me. But his Q, he's great at Q and A. He mm. really is. Uh, he also, um, what else did he? Oh yeah, he he did this kids book recently called The Way of the Warrior Kid. It's uh, so Ella's four, so she's too young for it. Yeah, but if if you have like a seven, eight, nine, ten year old who you're trying to uh, inspire. Um, and and teach them discipline. I think it's a great resource. All right, we have we have sixty four comments here, Ryan. Uh, we we put up we put this uh, post up on Patreon last week. It said after five years in Missoula, Montana, yeah. the minimalists are moving to a new city. Hint: it's one of the forty five cities on our Less Is Now tour. <laughs> uh, we'll announce the city first to our Patreon supporters this Saturday. That's right now on live stream zero zero three. And, but first, we'd like to have a little fun with the suspense. Where do you hope we'll move? Why? Comments below. All right. And uh, Anne says, I hope you move to a place that makes your heart sing, just for the joy of it. Yeah. That's that's actually, that is where we're moving. Yeah. And um, uh, Julie says, I hope it's someplace a little warmer. That is also true. It is, also, it is a little warmer. Uh, you should hop on the, I'm moving to Canada train. <laughs> Dude, uh, I you know I looked that's into Catherine. it. Catherine, it's not so easy to move to Canada, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they they seem to like us up here, so maybe they would accept us. Maybe, but, man. Yeah, yeah. Find someone to sponsor us. Uh, let's see here. Um, Mary says, "I'm guessing the L.A. area makes sense for the studio build. It's one of Joshua's favorite cities, and has all the outdoorsy stuff that Ryan likes. That's definitely true. L.A. is a great city." Um, David says, you've decided to sell out and move to L.A. (laughs) 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 to host your own TV show called Decluttering with the Minimalists. It's basically just Joshua and Ryan driving around the U.S., visiting people's homes. Now, wait, wait a minute. Now, why would we move to L.A. to drive around the United States? That makes no sense. Come on, David. Um, Although, I think he's he's just joking. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Um, Yeah, he said uh, we would just hold up like sponsored content. Look at this, (laughs) this branded item we find useful. This handshake is brought to you by Tide. (laughs) This hug is brought to you by Pepsi. (laughs) I'm gonna stop listing names because they ain't paying. (laughs) Well, since you said Pepsi, so it's like, yeah. Hey, Ryan, would you like a a Pepsi while we declutter this house? (laughs) You know what I could go for right now, man. That was a hard, that was a hard decluttering job. (laughs) I could go for a Pepsi. Natalie says, L.A. That was a pretty concise answer. Uh, Julie says, I think you move uh, to Vermont, one state I particularly like as a, as a Montrealer. I love Vermont. We, Vermont's great. Burlington yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love L.A. and Vermont. So good guesses so far. 
Uh, will Ella Sandwich come too? And Natalie says, yeah. In fact, we talked about this in depth on the podcast that comes out on Tuesday. Uh, it's called Relocating. It's episode number 95. So check that out. We're talking about we're, we, our families are coming out. We're, we're doing the whole, the whole thing. There's some nuance in there. I won't go through rehashing all of that again. But yes. Uh, Misty says, for selfish reasons, I hope it's Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but I but I agree with the majority. Uh, I can see it being L.A. That makes sense. And then she also says, uh, oh, David's idea is hysterical. I agree. Yeah. And she said, it's got to be somewhere with good coffee. Amen. That's the truth. Hillary says, Denver or Chicago. I love both those cities. I do, too. I especially love Denver. Uh, let's see. Melbourne. 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 <laughs> Again, uh, I, it's pretty hard to move to Australia, too. I looked into that a little bit. Did you? <laughs> I, I tell you, man, I think Australia is... I mean, I love Australia, and we're going to go back there in March. So yeah, stay we cannot tuned to wait that. to see you all in Australia. Uh, Jen says, Los Angeles. There's a plethora of health and wellness goodies. Agreed. Uh, Yesum says, New York. New York City. Amber says, Atlanta. I'll just keep going through here. Someone says Pacific Northwest. That's uh, Mark. We already in, are in the Pacific North. Oh, yeah. We're Pacific Northwest adjacent. That's true. Adjacent. All, right. All, right. All right. Yeah. Claudia uh, says Salt Lake. Uh, Salt Lake's one of my favorite cities. That's a good guess. Los Angeles. Mississippi. <laughs> Apartment hunting. <laughs> Someone listened to our uh, last episode. That's great. Uh, Minneapolis, please. That would be on the list for sure. That's where Bex's family is from. Uh, someone else says Canada. Portland. I love Portland. Got a lot of Portlands and L.A.s. The 90s are alive in Port... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Seattle. A lot of L.A.s. Seattle's Portlands. More Colorado. These are all good guesses. Mm-hmm, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Partially selfishly. Spokane. Okay. Portland, Maine. Another Portland. We had a few people say Spokane. Someone actually made the assumption. They are like, hey, since you're moving to Spokane... <laughs> and they're like, you should visit these coffee places and these restaurants. That's great. I love Spokane, although it reminds me a lot of Dayton. And if I were to move back to Dayton, I'd just move back to Dayton. Right. Um, Spokane is, is a great city. Great I love city. it. And I agree yeah. with Crystal here. Spokane is underrated. I love uh, Gonzaga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's because John Stockton, the greatest basketball player of all time, <laughs> is from Spokane and played in Gonzaga. Tampa, so you can be much closer to your coffee shop. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, so a bunch of people said Florida, a bunch of more LAs, Portland, um, Maine, another LA, another Melbourne, Australia, LA, or back to Dayton. Yes, indeed. Pacific Northwest. All right. Well, the, the, the guesses are in here. Yeah. And we are going to the place where people go to tell stories. Yeah. As our friend Rob Bell often says. And so um, we are building a podcast and film studio, and that is all thanks to you. Like I said, none of that money goes to me or goes to Ryan. We're going to pay our producer, podcast Sean, a full-time living wage. We're going to hire a full-time filmmaker to create more meaningful video creations talking about documentaries and mini documentaries web series mini tv shows vlogs everything and so the place where people go to do that stuff quite often is los angeles california and i'm actually moving there tomorrow i'm flying from montreal uh so if you want to follow the journey bex right now is driving the u-haul well it's it's actually just a trailer attached to uh to our to our vehicle so um 
uh, Bex right now, uh, my partner at Minimal Wellness on Instagram. If you want to follow along the journey, she's been camping the last few nights. She'll be in LA, I think either tonight or tomorrow morning. I'm flying into LA tomorrow. Ryan will be out later this month. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is the next step in this journey. I'm super excited for it. I think there's a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it, man. You know, I'll tell you how I look at it, though. I'm going to give LA like one or two years. And I think that this is the perfect time for us to do something like this. Um, And if we end up hating it, guess what? Like... Because we're minimalists, we can turn our lives around on a dime. I could move back to Dayton, Ohio, no problem. Yeah. Uh, if that's what I absolutely um, uh, had to do and felt like was the best option. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think if there's a time for us to like really um, go after the video creations, because that's what I'm really excited about. Mm. And, you know, not just uh, recording the podcasts uh, and, and you know doing doing live interviews and things like that, but you know, uh, we definitely want to continue to work with Netflix, whether we're going to do a short series, uh, documentary style type thing, or whether it will be, you know, another uh, documentary or, or, or a special even, uh, uh, you know, if you've ever seen anything like uh, The Inconvenient Truth, like, you know, something along those lines, um, we don't really have it laid out, but uh, everyone is there for us uh, to to create pretty much whatever we want to. So that's what I'm really excited about, man, is, is being in the same city with Matt Diavella, um, having the resources there to create some meaningful video work. Yeah, for sure. And and what I'll say is, uh, as a minimalist, I really value access. And that's the one thing I've missed, especially over the last five years we've been in Montana. Although I've spent a lot of time in a bunch of other cities. Thankfully, we've had the opportunity to travel all over the world with this message. Uh, but we don't have access to a lot of stuff. If I wanted to um, yeah, go to a, I mean, something as... Uh, uh, niche as a you know, cryotherapy specialist or, or, or a cryotherapy chamber, like you don't, you'd have to buy one in Missoula, Montana. Whereas you go to a place like Los Angeles, you have access to virtually everything. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of neighborhoods that are very walkable there. There uh, is access to to just about everything you want access to, all the people, all the opportunities, and also amazing weather. I mean, walking is one of my my favorite pastimes. It's yeah. the way that I. Uh, find myself to be most creative is when I'm able to walk and think and think and walk and having a place where I can do that year round is really important to me and we've worked really hard over the last two years to make this happen actually so uh, my family uh, so uh, Rebecca and then we have a four-year-old Ella Ella's uh, biological father he uh, he's staying in Missoula Montana so we had to work out an arrangement so that this is all going to work out. So next year is a big test year for us to see how that works out. Uh, Ella will obviously be splitting her time between the two places, and we had to come to an agreement on that. And we'll continue working through that. And and it's not the perfect setup for me because I would love for everyone to come out, including her father. And we're all one big happy yeah, yeah, community, right? But it's not going to work that way. And I'm not going to let... Uh, perfect be the enemy of ideal in, in this scenario. And so we're working really hard. I'm so excited about it because this is a place I really want to be right now. But like Ryan said, it doesn't mean it's a place I want to be forever either. Whenever I make a decision, I don't make a decision based on is this going to last for the rest of my life? It might. I might go out there and say, this is where I want to be for the rest of my life. But it might be when I'm 40 or 45 or 50 or whenever. I can change whenever I want. I can go live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that would be awesome too. Wherever I end up, it's going to be a deliberate decision, just like the last decision and this one and every decision hereafter. Yeah, we are excited. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll wrap it up here because we have sound check to do. 
Uh, we're grateful for you. We'll get around yeah. to a lot more Patreon questions. We're going to start doing these these uh, private podcasts. We're trying to do them uh, as much. We've been doing them weekly lately. Yeah. And I can't promise you we'll keep up that um, You have a ton of content volume. on the way, though. Yeah. <laughs> for well, sure. Not, not just content, though. Yeah, meaningful creations. Yes. I know. I know. Content is a... The C word is really bad to you, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, no, I, guys, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You all have no idea how much this is supporting uh, Joshua and I and how it is, is really enabling us to make some meaningful creations. And it means the world to us. I know that you, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you don't feel like two bucks is a lot, but it is everything. So thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Yes, indeed. And if you leave here with one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. We'll see y'all soon. See ya. Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Every little thing that you gotta have Every little thing that you gotta have you gotta reach for, and you gotta grab. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. So tear your eyes away, or tear.